0: Matt Zuccarello and Jules erickson both with power play goals. That's part of a 2-2 tie here through one period of play between the Wild and Golden Knights. Before we send you back out to T-Mobile Arena, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Wild Hockey, presented by XL Energy. After 20 minutes of play, the Wild and Golden Knights are knotted at two goals apiece. With more from T-Mobile Arena, here's Tom Reed. Thank you, Kevin, back here at T-Mobile Arena along with Joe Smith of the Athletic. And I guess, first of all, Joe, you know, you get all geared up. We talked to the coach this morning, talked to players. Everything's ready to go in the 22 seconds into the first period. They're behind with nothing a very fluky goal.
1: It was, yeah, absolutely. You know, they wanted to have a fast start, and that was kind of the opposite with a centering pass from March or so going in off favor. It was one of those... Bad luck ones, but you like to see, you know, if you're the Wilds, see Gus Alert there and get rid of, take, take care of that one. But uh, they bounced back with the power play. uh was really big for them.
0: Yeah, it really was. And the fact that Minnesota down, now all of a sudden you're down 1 22 seconds, and now here we go again. But power plays all of a sudden make a big difference in Minnesota. And the specialty teams in Minnesota have been so much better as of late. Two power play goals than three chances they had in that first period.
1: And what I liked about the power play is like a shoot first mentality, right? They weren't passing around too much. They had good puck movement. They had good. Uh, setups there, but they were getting pucks on net, getting traffic in front. Um, you saw the beautiful give and go with Zuccarello, Kaprizov on that first one, and that touch pass by Boldy on the on the equal. So um, it's a way to get yourselves into the game five on five by having good special teams, as you know, and Uh, We'll see if that one kind of carries over.
0: Yeah, nothing gives you more energy than scoring goals. And, of course, that really reflects on the bench as well. When something happens, all of a sudden you get geared up and for Minnesota to take the lead against the Stanley Cup champions in that first period, although they gave up two goals, they still had a pretty good first period. They Once, gave up six uh, yeah.
1: shots on goal, right? Six shots on goal they've given up in the first period. you yeah, know, were,
0: uh, For a long stretch, so Vegas did not have a shot on net at all. They were yeah. stuck on five for a long time.
1: And that part of that was in the penalty box for four minutes, right? But uh, that takes away your momentum. But, yeah, overall, it's been a, been a pretty good period for them. Um, you know, I think that second one, I'm sure Gustafson wants that one back um, a little bit. But, uh, you know, to be tied, go to second periods, withstand the rush of the first period, withstand the, the crowd, which is really nice tonight with the Pete Angelo's 1,000th game, so... Uh, we'll see how this uh, this subsecond second period here.
0: Yeah, it's amazing how many injuries teams have had this year too. And I look at Minnesota right they now, without having Patrick Maroon, without having Felino and that you know, big, heavy guys out there that can create some damage out there physically. And it's tough to to replace guys like that, but somebody has to step up and take that role.
1: They do, and that's where a guy like you know Duhame can step up and that uh, playing on the, that line uh, in Felino's role. He's uh, got some size and, and some bite to his game, and so. It's opportunities for guys that when, you know, do worse back in the lineup, uh, which should help the penalty kill and everything. But um, they're hoping that Felino's back after this uh, two game road trip. And you know, obviously, Maroon's out for so probably after the trade deadline. So uh, this is an important stretch for the wild to kind of show Bill Guerin that you don't want to be sellers. Um, they left Friday night's game three points down the playoffs. Now so they're seven points out, which shows you what a couple days difference a couple days makes for them.
0: Yeah, I mean, 52, this game number 52 for Minnesota in this 82-game schedule, so you know where we are at the 30-game 30, 30, uh, mark right now, but Minnesota, they can't afford to let uh, games slip away from them. They have got to get some points, and it isn't so much the points as, as leapfrog in the teams ahead of them are, who certainly have picked up the pace as well.
1: They have, and you look at Arizona, lost six straight games, including tonight, and so that's the team that they need to get two points out of, not, and not an overtime win, give them points. They need to find a way to win that game Wednesday. And if you get like a 6-7 game winning streak here, you can kind of um, pile on the points and put the pressure on the St. Louis Blues, who are in that second wild card spot, who will have games in hand, but if they don't win those games, all of a sudden you can start creeping in. They make up a couple points or, or so a week and kind of, kind of chip away at it for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, You mentioned games in hand. Of course, they're important, but at the same time, if you don't win them, they mean absolutely nothing, so you really have to put your best foot forward. You look at Minnesota right now, and uh, how would you compare their play as of late to earlier in the year?
1: It, You know, I think the play on Saturday was kind of like, or Friday was kind of the textbook of what they need to be. They're not this overly, incredibly talented team that can just put their six on the ice and all of a sudden win the game. They need to have that kind of intense um commitment level uh, that they had on Friday because um, that's what they do have the rest of the way down the stretch. You're starting to see some guys um, play better as of late. Karol Kaprizov has been stepping up. I thought Boldy played a much better game than he did in Chicago. Um, Overall, with the injuries, like you mentioned, it's been hard to have that continuity, but um, the, the textbook or the blueprint for them would be that Friday game uh, that, they, that they won for Fleury because that's what they have to do the rest of the way.
0: Yeah, and John Hines coming in, of course, mid, midstream here to make some things happen. It takes a while for a coach to get used to his players and certainly for the players to get used to the coach and what's expected of them.
1: Absolutely, and it's not that that, that Hines over, overhauled the system, right? They're not playing a completely different brand of hockey. I think you'd agree to that, but um, he wants them to play faster. He wants them to play connected in their own zone. Um, I've seen some small tweaks that they made um, as far as systems go, but um, you know, the, the team has. I thought you know that that stretch, eleven and three, when they started with him, they, they kind of fell off a little bit, and then they started to perk up again. That that Florida and in uh, and Carolina games, I thought were going to be a turning point for these guys, but um, obviously it hasn't turned out that way uh, as of late.
0: Yeah, we're getting up to that March eighth deadline, of course, the trade deadline. And I was looking at the list, and there's uh, ten scouts. For teams in the in the building tonight five for the eastern conference five for the western conference so this is the, the time with teams are really gearing up whether they're going to be buyers are they going to be sellers or are they going to stay packed
1: they are i think the wild like i don't think they're in a situation where they're going to be like a, a big time buyers i think they made kind of their defense move um on the waiver wire uh a couple of weeks back here but um i think the wild players wanted to get in the playoff race so they don't see some of those familiar faces uh, leave and be traded the pat maroons the duhames uh the bogosians whoever might be kind of trade bait for these teams that are kind of circling around these teams that are on the bubble right now
0: well the team got a chance to uh to get together yesterday watching the super bowl i assume you came in yesterday and got a chance to watch that as well
1: i did yeah i know the guys watched it together at a conference room or at the at the hotel together some super bowl squares some guys were big winners there i watched i went downtown to check out the atmosphere the strip, and then the went to a buddy's house a uh, couple 20 minutes away and uh, watched it at a, at a little house party thing so i think super bowl is awesome to, to watch in person but i love watching it on tv right you know have that whole having some ribs or some wings and a couple beers and enjoying see the it.
0: replays and all in the oh, yeah. and everything else which is really great well hopefully minnesota comes out and has a strong second period they're going to need that
1: absolutely they need to finish this game off and you know you start building these wins together all of a sudden you get back into a playoff position but they can't do Win two, lose one. Win one, lose one. So uh, it's time for them to make one a little bit of a streak here.
0: Put a bunch together. Joe, thanks for being with us. Thank you. Joe Smith of The Athletic, our guest here. Kevin, let's go back to you. Thank you, Thomas. And for joining us in the intermission, Joe Smith of The Athletic and TheAthletic.com. We'll get a gift certificate down to Tom Reed's Hockey City Pub. After one period of play at T-Mobile Arena, Wild 2, Golden Knights 2. We'll give you a full recap next. This is Wild Hockey presented by XL Energy.